G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You may know this, but in Australia we're largely shielded from the reality that more men and women are persecuted today for being followers of Jesus than at any other time in history. In so many nations, to be a Christian is to risk your life. Well, this coming Sunday, on the 1st of November, it'll be the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. Each year, Voice of the Martyrs produces an International Day of Prayer resource kit, and it gives you all sorts of guidance on how to pray for the persecuted church. Now, this this kit contains a video. It can be used through a church service for small group meetings or Sunday school classes to inform and encourage believers to pray. Let's get some more insights. Melissa Hill works with Voice of the Martyrs International Projects. Melissa, welcome along to 2020. Oh, thank you. It's good to be with you, Neil. Melissa, sometimes it's like the light is switched on when we realise that tens of thousands of Christians are killed for their faith every year. Uh, You are quite right. Um, I remember the first time I heard those kind of statistics about persecution, I was was dumbfounded and and floored and and moved uh, to know more. Uh, it is true that Christianity is the most persecuted religion in the world and more men and women are being persecuted today for their faith in Christ than at any other time in history. It's our responsibility, I think, as Christians in Australia to know that and to uh, understand it and to be able to identify with our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. I imagine that when we think of brothers and sisters in Christ killed for their faith, that's what they are, they're martyrs. And uh, just to draw attention to the name of your organisation, Voice of the Martyrs, it's like being a voice for the voiceless. It's not only those who are being killed for their faith, but there's thousands more who are imprisoned for their faith. Mm, You're exactly right. In various nations around the world that are considered to be either restricted nations or hostile to the gospel, there is great risk in following Christ. Uh, And for the most part, we've found that if a person becomes a Christian and they keep it to themselves, they don't really bother anybody with it in these restricted nations, they're generally okay. But for those who are open about their faith, want to live as Christians and meet with other believers and share the gospel with others, there is they, they count the cost in doing so. Uh, in, people are imprisoned in uh, all sorts of places, China, Pakistan, Eritrea, North Korea. They're just a, a few of the, the most severe ones. But all over the world, uh, people are imprisoned for their faith. And I think it's difficult for for us in Australia to comprehend the reality that is faced by some believers. Well, interestingly, when someone converts to Christianity, which we'll say is the most important decision that they make, well, that can be very divisive, even within families, and young people can be cut off. In fact, they might have to flee 
from their family when they've been discovered as converting to Christianity. That could be a risk for their life as well. You're exactly right. And I think that some of the most shocking and severe stories of persecution that I have heard is of people converting to Christianity, falling in love with Jesus, sharing that with their family, and as a consequence are treated shockingly. They may be thrown out of their house, and they might be really young people. They might be uh, beaten. They, they may even be killed as a result by their own family. That is not restricted to any particular country. That is a very, very common occurrence in places all over the world. It most often happens in countries countries where Islam is the predominant religion, but it can also happen in countries where uh, Hinduism or even Buddhism uh, is the dominant uh, religion. Here in Australia, we're often quite familiar with the dreadful effects of bullying, but uh, Christian persecution it takes things to a much, much more significant level, doesn't it? Because when you can be falsely accused, threatened, abused, even starved, maimed and harassed, uh, individuals uh, sometimes in fear for their life, uh, but really they're severely uh, physically and mentally under incredible pressure, Melissa. Mm, You're exactly right. If you think about young people in particular and how hard it is for them, uh, you mentioned bullying and that is a very, very common occurrence in uh, restricted nations. I can think of uh, Turkey, for example, where Islam is the predominant religion or in Vietnam where communism or atheism is predominant. Uh, If if you you are a Christian, it's well known you're a Christian, perhaps it's not your family is a Christian, you will likely be targeted not just by fellow pupils but also by staff, by teachers and the executive teams of schools uh, to be treated poorly and unfairly as a a day-to-day bullying or even have your... um, face a discrimination, uh, not being able to sit an exam, for example, because you're a Christian or having your results um, not uh, uh, passed on or given to you because you're a Christian. This is a reality that, that many young people face. We take for granted that we can meet in uh, the homes of our friends or we can have a, a Christian meeting in our home or we can actually meet at church But in persecuted nations, oftentimes there's mob mentality. And apart from anything else, you can have your church burnt down, your Bibles and your Christian materials confiscated. Businesses can be destroyed. I mean, it just goes on and on, Melissa. It does indeed. Again, a very common occurrence um, uh, in uh, Pakistan. This happens quite quite often. Um, if if it's known, uh, or if a, if a Christian is either perhaps falsely accused of saying something against the Quran, which is illegal in Pakistan, uh, what tends to happen is that uh, a Muslim imam may start to shout that accusation from their PA systems in their mosques uh, as a result of that there will be kind of like a mob frenzy they'll whip themselves up into violence and start beating christians burning down houses burning down shops and down churches and a result for that 
Christians who have to flee for their lives. This is life-altering occurrences that, that can happen unexpectedly and without warning uh, in places uh, like Pakistan. And some would say, why are you having a International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church if the sorts of things we've been talking about isn't enough to convince you that we need to be on our knees and in this certain way connecting with the people who are in these nations who are persecuted believers. I know, Melissa, that Hebrews chapter 13 verse 3, a very important one and it's very prominent at Voice of the Martyrs. It is. Uh, remember those in prison as you, you were their fellow prisoners and those who were mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. That is how Hebrews talks about the way we should identify ourselves with persecuted believers and to pray for them. So uh, there is a great responsibility for Australian Christians to play a crucial role in this spiritual battle of persecution. The persecuted church values prayer from us in the West above all other things. So yes, it is is a great uh, role to play uh, by uh, identifying with and and, uh, being brothers and sisters to those who are suffering. We know that the Word of God is full of accounts of the power of prayer in various situations. Prayer can overcome enemies, it can bring healing, it can change lives, it transform enemies and even conquer death. So yes, yes, let us uh, in Australia know the value and the power of prayer and pray earnestly for our brothers and sisters. I think that one of the, the great ways of doing that is if, if you read some of our resources, uh, the Voices of the Martyrs publishes either, uh, either online or even in our printed newsletter, uh, imagine yourself in that situation. Imagine if this happened to me and pray in that way. Another way you can do it is find out the kind of persecution that occurs in different countries and with that in mind, pray for that nation and pray for for the people there regularly. Let's talk about some of the practicalities in what you might pray because there's a very simplistic sense in which you might pray, oh God, it's so bad for them, please rescue them, get them out of that situation. But that's not the way necessarily to pray because those believers are in the circumstances of their persecuted society. They are there to be salt and light. They're not necessarily wanting to be taken out. But what sort of things do persecuted believers want people like us here in Australia to be praying for them? Mm, You are exactly right, Neil. They do want to be salt and light. They do want to share this precious gospel with their family members and their community. So we've even had believers uh, say to us, please do not pray that the persecution stops. Please pray instead that we will stand firm when it comes. These are the kind of people who are, who could identify with, with the disciples in Acts. They really want to be strong and courageous and they want to be the light of Christ for others. So, uh, yes, Neil, it is a good idea to, to not be simplistic in that way and say, Lord, remove from this terrible situation. 
situation. It is good to pray for protection most certainly, but even more so it's good to pray that uh, Christians will have courage, that the Lord will be um, uh, strong, will help them to be strong and courageous, that they will have favour when sharing the gospel with others, that they will find uh, opportunity to meet, especially where it's uh, difficult to meet in groups. And lastly, and arguably just as important as anything else you could pray is to pray for the persecutors. We know how it was an extraordinary event it was for Saul to become Paul in the Bible. We know that his words are salt and light for us today after all these centuries. And so often I hear about persecutors who have been so horrible and cruel and, 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 and treat Christians disgracefully, once they have an encounter with Jesus themselves, it changes their life. They become really, really strong disciples themselves and they want nothing more than to share the faith with others. So that is another good thing to pray for. Being strong in your faith. And I can just imagine, Melissa, the challenge that we might have as Australians if we were imprisoned, in pain, under all sorts of pressure from persecutors, how easy it might be to say, I just give up, Uh, this is not for me, I might just take the easy road. But this idea of strengthening the believer so they won't grow weary, so they won't lose heart, this is an important and powerful fact of what we ought to be praying. Let me point people to the Voice of the Martyrs website because I mentioned that this coming Sunday, the 1st of November, it'll be the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. And Voice of the Martyrs, well, they would like to see some more churches get on board and make this a central focus for this coming Sunday. There is a special resource kit that you can easily download and make this happen in your local church. Let me give the website to be able to do that, to draw attention to the needs of the persecuted church around the world. And there's more than 50 nations. I think Voice of the Martyrs, you talk about 60 nations that have got intense persecution. Let me give the website. It's voiceofthemartyrsvom.com.au vom.com.au Melissa Hill who works with Voice of the Martyrs in the International Projects Melissa, thanks so much for the update today on 2020 My pleasure, thanks for having me Neil Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media To find out more about us go to vision.org.au 